to Migs Cats, and I am Steve Migs, and I am here with the Reverend Fuego. Oh, yeah, I got to put that down. I do that all the time in the Mega Cats, and I'm working the board. I'm like, how do I work these things? I forgot. Here we got Glenn Cannon. Why? Well, the almost finally funded yeah. Glenn Cannon solo project. Yeah. The, the Kickstarter for my record ends, I think, in like 23 hours. What are you uh, waiting for? So yeah, so if you're, listening, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, as it came out, quick, hurry up, go get over yeah, there. Yeah, man. And thank you guys for your love and support. Absolutely. And thanks to all the Migscast fans for their love and support. I, you know, Steve and I were talking about this just a minute ago. I, I really wasn't very confident I'd even hit 6K. Really? And 6K was a very, I knew I'd be coming out of pocket. Um, by the time I ship all the Kickstarter stuff and get stuff printed and then duplication, mm-hmm. then you got to buy drives and... You know, at the time we had a studio in mind, found out it was booked through the end of the year, so we're not going to be able to get that particular rate as a bro deal through Brett and all these factors. So once it crossed 6K, I was like, oh, God, I can breathe a little bit. And right. And it hit 7K. That's a big dent into being yeah, able to help. Right. Oh, but it's still not so, fully, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I, I, I'm not going to have to panic, sweat, or, you know. That's awesome. Go work double shifts to finish paying <laughs> for this thing. So you can just focus on the actual art of it we all. We can just go make the music. Yeah. So I couldn't be happier. Um so, so humbled by the amount of support and enthusiasm and excitement. Well, and, I, I got even more excited yeah. when I saw you posted on Facebook. And if you don't mind, I'm going to play a little clip of it. But I saw that you posted a little taste of one of the oh, songs. Oh, me. Uh, that was me live in the in my office. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, not exactly the best sound, but go for it, dude. If it's good enough for the internet, it's certainly good enough for uh, <laughs> good enough for our oh. family. And uh, it's called Make It All Right. Make It All Right. I really dig this track, man. Once I heard it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear bass and drums and, yeah. and a full production it's on a, this. You know, electric and we'll have keys and stuff going. It it feels like a real greasy Lenny Kravitz meets ZZ Top. Yes. Rock and roll song. Wouldn't it be yeah. funny if you're like, hey, thanks for all the money, everybody. Here's the finished product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cell phone recording. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate troll. Me sitting on a beach <laughs> with you guys. Flipping off a camera. Boat drinks, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Ooh, Kickstarter, just type in Glenn Cannon, yeah, yeah. Find, find it. You only got a little, little bit of yeah. time. Might not even have time. Hours. By the yeah, time you hear this, it, it, even if you just go to Google and type in Glenn Cannon, Devil in the Sunshine, or any of that, it'll go. It'll find it pretty quick. That's awesome. So, and it's funny because Jess sent us a text uh, 253-271-4787 saying, "Make Glenn Rev, hoping for a cast today so we could hear some of Glenn solo tracks. Love you guys. Oh, there you go. Thanks for being here for all of us, sharing stories and making us laugh. So this oh, one's for you, cool. Jess." The pro recording quality <laughs> of the new record. No, I'm kidding. This is gonna be awesome, dude. I'm pumped. It's yeah, and that's that's like a sample of the more 
sort of greasy swinging rocking stuff, but there's stuff on there that's like almost Pink Floyd-esque, very dark, nice. very moody. Um, a couple really long, slow, brooding, kind of swampy songs, mm-hmm. very Cantrell-esque maybe, like Cantrell meets Robin Trower. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you know, there's a... Uh, like I was saying when I started all this, this is really like if you opened up my heart and there was a, just a series of artists in there, I think all of that's tapped into pretty well across the board on these 12 songs. I like, feel also like an Aerosmith vibe, too. Sure, on that man. One. Oh, and yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Perry, fan of, yeah, I'm a big Riffage. fan of those guys. Yep. And even Tyler's, the way he plays with vocal lines, mm-hmm. you know, um, very dancey, very, you know. So, yeah, I'm really excited about about doing this because it's definitely uh you know stuff people haven't heard me do but it's really really who i am deep down inside so i'm really excited that it came together and i again i just am so blown away by the level of support you know i wasn't even sure i'd hit six grand yeah you know and i was already bracing myself for the failure (laughs) (laughs) i get it though man like even when we did it it's like originally with the bruiser brody stuff we wanted to do pledge music because we wanted to make sure like as soon as long as we get something we'll put it out you know we just need a couple extra bucks and just to be able to sell the record in advance will help us with the pressing and then pledge music's like no you guys aren't big enough or popular enough which i understand they have oh okay they hit a point where probably every band and their brother is putting and i don't know maybe that takes up too much money or too much time on their end and they've been burned or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the reason is, it's like, okay, we're not on that level. So what do we what can we do? Kickstarter. And then you get nervous. So you're like, well, if it doesn't get funded, then you just waste all that time, energy, and effort of That's asking right. people. And sometimes I had a buddy who was working on a documentary and he got close, but he didn't get close didn't enough. Make it. Didn't make it. Oh, and, crushing, and he hasn't man. tried again since. It was yeah. just, it was a devastating experience for him. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I would have been devastated. I just would have went. Yeah, okay, great. no one cares, yeah. and <laughs> and that's fine. Cell phone, I'm in, I'm in these cell other phone recording it projects. in. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've, I've got these amazing projects going on, and you know, this is something I wanted to do. But you know, I'd like to go into outer space someday as well. So you know, <laughs> that's you, the next Kickstarter. Do it all. Yeah. Send Glenn into space. You know, yeah. Well, no, in the he's Brody got his thing, helmet. <laughs> that's a great example too. I think we were shooting for what was it, twenty five hundred yep. bucks, so we could press three hundred discs. Yep. And we hit like almost seven grand, yep. I think. Yeah, we did. And that was something I talked about uh, with Steve as well, Rev, was, man, you know, I'm going to be launching my Kickstarter right on the heels of the Brody Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so at least for me personally, it's like, hey, it's a new month. <laughs> got any money? <laughs> no, I, got no, I got another crazy hey, you project. Got, you guys got paid at least twice that last month. Come oh, on, man, everyone. You know, so, you know, I, that was another concern is, man, a lot of people that, that support what I do have supported me by supporting Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Are they really going to be interested enough to invest in this? And, and boy, were they. Yeah, they were, man. Very I, cool. I'm just so blown away. I'll tell you guys a, a quick funny story, too, man. So... The way I work all this stuff is I'll do these demos at home, and then I'll send them out to Lance, Wes, and Jeff. So Tawny was out uh, taking care of business. He's running errands, taking whatever. Care taking care of business. Taking care of business. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. I'm into it. <laughs> but uh, so, and it was that song, and I was working out the the vocal lines because I realized that I had, I had kind of aped another song that I had written, and I'm like you know, for this record, because they were both kind of in the same key. And I'm like, oh, wow, whoops. Mm-hmm. So now I'm reworking all this stuff. And when I sing, it's obnoxiously loud. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel weird about that. 
If I'm on stage, great. Yeah. But if someone's, if I'm in someone's living room and they're like, oh, play the song, there's a part of me that goes, oh, God. I got I I to belt it. Well, I feel it's truly obnoxious, right? <laughs> so I'm home working on this and I'm really getting excited and those melodies are starting to come out of me in those phrases and it starts quiet through the verse and builds and gets more intricate and more intricate and then the chorus is nice and loud and Connie comes home and she's like, hey, you know, blah, 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 welcome back, babe, love you. Oh, yeah, I'm almost done with this. And then it, it hit, you know, it's funny. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, I can't do this with her in the house. I, 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 it, this is bothering me. Woman f- performance anxiety. No, it's just that to me. I had that it, problem it, my wedding <laughs> night, but it was vodka. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of vodka. So, you know, I mean, her and I, by the way, uh, this, this ties Happy anniversary. into, uh, it's our wedding anniversary. <laughs> Tawny, I love you. Where do you hear this, right? So, Tawny, I love you so much. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you. You're, you're we my, love you, Tawny. My heart, my soul. It's, it's great doing all this stuff. She's been really a part of it with me. She's yeah. even been running some of the Pro Tools sessions as I'm tracking demos. Oh, that's awesome. So it's been her and I together. And yeah. that's been really special for me and I think for her as well. But so anyway, she comes home and, you know, we've been together. God, we've been married 13 years. We've been together, I think, for 21 now. Yep. And I'm, I'm like, yep, I I've know. I've never yep. had the I've heard heart. I've Facebook post, so I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Never, never had the heart to be honest with her about this kind of thing. And I'm in a place recently where, you know, I've made a lot of changes recently and I'm kind of, you know, adulting in a new way. I don't know. But um, I just stepped out of the office and I was like, baby. And it's like she already knew. And I was like, I need you to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Can, can you go do and something? Straight up. She was like, no problem. Yeah. And she started getting dressed to split so I could finish singing. And of course, now we're in a conversation. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing is when I sing, it's so goddamn obnoxiously loud that even though you're in the next room watching TV and could care less to me, yep. I feel it's obnoxious. I feel like I'm back here blowing an air horn and I know you don't care, but I can't get past myself, you know? And I was like, the only other way we can make this work is you got to be in the room with me. And I went, actually, that's the answer. Come in here. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, now you're already dressed. She's like, no, no, no. I'd much rather. So I brought her in and sat her down in a chair. And I'm like, this is what I'm thinking for this song. And I played it for the first time ever for her sitting in a folding chair like a foot from me. Okay. And it was so cool. Like she lit up. She was just like, oh my God, I love the song. And. So then it was like, well, I hope you didn't have any plans because it's either you leave the house. Oh, you're stuck in this room with me. stuck <laughs> in this room with me. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I plopped her at the desk and she ran the whole recording session as I built the demo up for that song. The second solo record, which will yeah. be kickstarting next month, is called <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to share that real quick. It's like That's a straight cool. up, like, you know, I, I finally had the courage to just be honest with her about... I need you to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was so, she <laughs> immediately was like, no problem. And she's getting dressed, which is amazingly cool, right? I mean, are you kidding? Yeah. It's your day off. You should be relaxing. I need you to just get out. I don't care what you do. Just don't be here. And right. she didn't even flinch. And don't man. be spending any of my money. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I right, need that right, money for yeah, the recording. Exactly. I recommend just, just going go for, for a walk. Just go for a long walk in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Go like, in the park. <laughs> go dig a hole. I know it's raining, <laughs> but just go out there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about getting sick. Just <laughs> Come back eventually. Exactly. Go walk Maybe. the cats. Go meet the neighbors. Go walk the cats. <laughs> Go walk the cats. <laughs> but no, the, you know, uh, so that was really cool. Just it's an example of how amazing Tawny is. But what was even cooler was in the process of that. I was like, you know, the other way around is is you just come in here and mm-hmm. be a part of this with me. 
Because if you're in here with me and you're part of it, then I'm not going to feel self-conscious about the right. fact that it's obnoxious. Right. And so, yeah, she was in there. She's running my Pro Tools session. That's great. Dude, I had her doing edits and fades and, you know, just teaching her the rig. And yeah. Nice. Man. So basically, my wife's engineering my demos. That's great. It was the coolest. Yeah. It was just the coolest. I bet so. she's getting a kick out of it, too, because she's very musically based as well. Oh, she so, loves it. Yeah. Well, and that, that video that I put up on Facebook that you just played of mm-hmm. me playing that song... You know, I was like, oh, I was just going to shoot this on my cell phone, but it looks like crap and it sounds like crap. And then I grabbed the video camera and she's like, well, why don't we move this lamp in? And straight up, the next thing you know, she's helping me light it and she oh. ran the video camera. And it was the same kind of thing, man. She was like in the room running the camera for me while I played. That's awesome. It's it's great. Yeah, it's it's been really cool, man. Just to have her be such a part of what I'm doing is uh, is rad, man. That's the way it should be, right? Dude, I had a fun moment yeah. with my wife where I saw a different side of my wife. I saw the angry side of my wife. Oh, my oh, God. Confrontation? Yeah, almost, dude. Like, oh, I thought my wife was going to throw down with Confrontation somebody. Sid. Confrontation Sid. Confrontation Sid. That's such a great band name. Yes. Ooh, it really <laughs> it's is, a really good actually. Band name, That's like a Sex Pistols cover band right there. Sid, yeah, uh, we'll have a Kickstarter for our debut <laughs> record next month. <laughs> starting, wait, starting in 23 hours, yes. we'll be launching the Kickstarter. <laughs> it would be funny to see how many Kickstarters we could do. Oh. I don't want to do that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't right. want to have with people's money. But that it's is only funny because it's not funny. <laughs> yes. So uh, we went to Vancouver, which was awesome. We had a great time. This is just a fun, quick story. Nothing really bad happened. But we go to Vancouver to go see the band The Glorious Sons, the band I was raving about last week. My wife and I, we went and saw that show at the show uh, at the Crocodile, where they were the support act, and they did eight songs, and it was awesome. And then for the next few days, we're just talking about how great that show was and how bummed we were that they didn't get to do a full set. And then we're just talking about, oh, man, I wish I could see them again tomorrow. I wish I could see them again tomorrow or this or that, whatever. And then she just out of the blue goes, man, uh, too bad we don't have time to go to Victoria and see them tonight. And it was like a Thursday night or something like that. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I was like, wait, if they're in Victoria, they might be playing other places in Canada that we didn't even think about. Yeah, that's true. Go online and check and see. They're doing two shows at the sh- at the Commodore Ballroom, which is like the show box. In, but Wayne, so nice. It's like a modern version of the show box at the market. It's an incredible venue. I don't know, have you ever been there? No. Oh, I mean, my I'm gosh. Fa- I'm familiar with Victoria. And I remember uh, w- one of my favorite bands is Big Rack. And Tawny and I were yeah. in town. And we had it was still in the marquee. We had just missed a Big oh. Rack show at that theater. And her and I were both like, Oh, <laughs> dude, it's <laughs> yeah, man. It's like uh, w- watching them play there. I was like, oh, I kind of wish we could get a Bruiser Brody show at the Commodore at some point. Maybe like have a find a band that we could open for that has like a, a good draw because it's about like a thousand capacity nice, venue. Nice. And similar in a sense, that there's a couple bars on each side, bar in the back. It's just got that kind of vibe, but awesome spot. So we look online, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're playing two shows. Oh, they're sold out. So I'm looking online for like scalp tickets you know on like the 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 secondary market sites and there's like a hundred dollars a ticket i'm like gosh well if we just go see them and drive back we could do that because it's a little out of our price range to then get a hotel on top of that but i was like wait we just had dinner with their label guy let me just send him an email hey man hook like, me up or i stop playing your band signed migs well it's similar <laughs> i said hey man we're thinking of going to vancouver and by, if by chance you think we could get us tickets otherwise no problem we'll try and get them online on like Ticketmaster's secondary site he writes back. He's like, if you're really thinking about going, I'll get you tickets. Oh, and so my response great, was, man. Yep. I was like, we're really thinking about going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got and a hotel and all that and then went up there. Fancy. Dude, it was great. 
we go in and see the show. First of all, they have this band that opens for them called The Beaches. And if you're a fan of female-fronted band, they're all females in the band. Two sisters and a couple other people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but if they were all female and they were all Dudes. Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, here's The Beaches. <laughs> I mean, again, it's funny because it's not funny. But that would be rad. Oh, my God. I just got it. You just oh, caught it. You just ah, got it. The Beaches. Like, I was feel giggling over here right it. away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of funny because it's not funny. <laughs> But yeah, I would go funny. see that right now. Like, dude, this rules. <laughs> ASA, you know? we the beaches. Yes. <laughs> and our manager, Caesar. What's up, Caesar? Hey, <laughs> Love you. We miss you, Caesar. Well, tamales, bro. They start. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hooks us up, man. That's, that's what Augustine. I'm saying. Augustine. Oh, who's Caesar, friends I'm with so- Caesar. Yeah, I thought Caesar and Augustine came together and brought. The- they did, but they let's did. not give Caesar any credit for that. Okay, yeah. uh, Augustine. I apologize, man. I only knew. <laughs> I only knew that awesome food was presented. I didn't realize that it wasn't a shared. Credit no, situation. Caesar's riding the tamale coattails. Ooh, oh, oh, shots fired. fired. Shots love, fired, okay. Caesar knows I love him. Um, <laughs> Caesar's going to thrash me on Messenger later for this. Bro, this band, they, they start off with this one song, and I'll just play a little bit of it, man. It just had a cool vibe, and they, they, they had a great stage presence. And while they're playing, they're like choreographed swinging their guitars. <laughs> like in this slow, like very deliberate way. Oh, this is cool. Yes. Is she as adorable as she sounds? Yes. <laughs> she sounds amazing. Like, as soon as she started singing, I'm like, oh, I bet she's hot. 1,000% sexiness. Really? And I like a creepy way, but just the way that she even presents herself. She's very sultry up there. She sounds hot. She is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a throwback. I haven't said that in a while. I know. Oh, God. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. And the drummer is a freaking just rock solid. Like, I'm there with my wife, and I, she's like, this drummer's really good. I'm like, yeah, she is. And I was like, oh, wait, was that too obvious about me, like, totally having a Steve, crush on the drummer? Visible, you have a visible erection, and we're, uh, we're in public. You're it's probably the guy me. in front of us. So. <laughs> well, that's for you, honey. Uh-huh. I was like, it's like Slater Kenny meets the Go-Go's. Yeah. What's that? There's a lot of that big, raw, fuzzy, huge riff thing coming around. I mean, from Arctic Monkeys to... Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what's in vogue, you know, right now the past couple years has been that big, fuzzed out, old school throwback pop rock. I love it. And it's cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool, man. And even though it sounds fuzzy on there, compared to their life, so that's very polished. Like they had a very punk feel to them, even though they were like raw. Yeah, Yeah. dude. I mean, I'm watching my job and my wife even, she's like, I'm not usually a fan of female fronted, female based bands. Like it's just not her style. The voice doesn't really usually connect with her, but she's like, I'm... These guys are fantastic. These guys are great. And yeah. so they were the only band that opened. And I'm so glad we got there early enough to see them perform. And then the Glorious Sons went on. There was a moment before the Glorious Sons went on. We got ourselves really close, like maybe five people back from the side of the stage, Ooh. like to the left of the stage, right? Is this, because I know at some point something triggers confrontation. Yes. Sid. <laughs> so where, I mean, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Did she catch an elbow to the back of the head or something? I'm waiting it, to see what happens. She dropped an elbow. Uh, you know, right, right? If there's ever a time to go see a concert, go to a concert 
in Canada with a bunch of drunk Canadians is so much fun. Like, they just have fun. Really? At one point, one guy's having so much fun while beaches are playing. He just pours a beer on his own head. He's like, yeah! Hardcore. And I'm like, I don't know how wasted you are, but I want to get on that guy's level. guy's, like, totally sober. Yeah. <laughs> in fact... He's, I can't drink this tonight. Pour it on me. That's right. That's right. I'm driving everyone home, but I want to smell like I had fun. You know? <laughs> this beer is flat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, while we're waiting, there's a, a bunch of like, and, and the Glorious Sons fan base is anyone from just drunk 19-year-olds, because it's 19 and up there for a bar, Oh yeah. to people in their 70s, it looked like, and everything in between. So there's this woman that was maybe in her 50s, and she is blacked out drunk. Oh, nice. nice. So as she's talking, she's just <laughs> bouncing off of people. But the main person she's bouncing off of is my wife. She's oh, leaning no. Into her. Keep out. I see my wife. And, and typically, my wife is the one that'll look at me going, just let it go. Just let it go. And my wife's like, she's really pissing me off. And I'm just like, whoa. And then I see my wife just kind of like shoulder punch her. Oh, oh she checked her. Sit in the pit. through a body And I'm check. like, whoa. damn. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing at this CrossFit, but it's making you rather aggressive. <laughs> and she's like, it's steroids. <laughs> and she's looking at me, she's like, this is not funny. And I'm like, no, actually, it's pretty damn funny because it's usually me <laughs> that's getting annoyed with people. <laughs> and that's the worst thing to be like. It's like, I was like, I'm not laughing at you. So you're laughing at me. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm laughing at you. But it is funny. And, and, it, I'm, and I'm bullying. <laughs> I'm using every card in the playbook that she's used on me. I'll get over it. Why are you getting so mad? And she's looking at me like, Arr. I'm like, yeah. Now you know how it feels. Oh, when dude, you're it's, trying it's to a roll reversal, man. He's going to find like a, a McDLT wrapper under the seat of her car in <laughs> no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then finally I kind of put my arm around her to kind of shield it because I was like, oh, are you overreact. And I started feeling this lady. I'm like, actually slamming in. I'm her. like, geez, yeah, this lady. It's kind of a, being a little bit of a. Sid, use a car key and poke her in the ribs. That'll stop it. Ow. Love you. And of course, she's got like. A guy who's like seven feet tall and all muscles, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, this is like a whole crew of them. And I'm thinking, well, we're about to throw down my wife and I. Like, CrossFit Sid and Fat Steve's kind of about to throw some tag team match right here. So I'm like kind of like trying to shield her. Local celebrity Steve makes in the pit <laughs> with CrossFit Sid. Oh, Silent. man. Oh. Right there. What you going to do? I'm telling you, man. There's a match, brother. <laughs> then this lady turns and looks at us. She's oblivious that we're annoyed. But like we do, probably visually don't look like we're happy at that moment. And she just looks at us. You guys look like you need to have more fun. Oh, and I'm no. like, here it goes. And I finally look up. I'm like, babe, just let's walk a couple steps back. <laughs> so <laughs> I pulled her a couple. Her nose. And she's like, no, but I want to be this close for the band. I'm like, trust me, the minute the band starts playing, everyone around us is going to push more it forward. Will, yeah. And we'll be right back where we were. And sure, that's the minute the sure, band man. took the stage. Oh, yeah. That was fine. And maybe that crazy smashing woman will be right there again, so you'll have to worry about her. Right. And then I'm getting annoyed. There's a woman next to us that's cell phone videoing the entire concert, but it's like she's not doing it continuously where we can prepare for it. She films a little bit, puts her phone away. Before the song is even over, she pulls it out again, and that goes on for the entire set. I would just to the point where I almost went to her and I'm like, you got all the video you need. Stop. And that's one of the one things I, I've I've quickly realized at concerts your audio quality on your phone, the visual quality on your phone is horse ass. Oh, yeah. Right. It's trash. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to look back at that and then be like, oh, yeah, that happened. I'm never going to watch this again. It's like the same thing with like fireworks on your phone. Right. Don't do it. Yeah, no yeah. one cares. You don't even care. You know, it's funny. I have never been, like, I might snap a photo or two quickly, mm -hmm. but I've never been a video concert guy except when we all went to the Peppers. It was me, Kyle, Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were at side of stage on Flea's side, and the light show was so, I had never seen anything like that light show. So several times, I was like, 
this is amazing. And I'd pull out my phone just to document the light show and yep. post it. I think I posted four 15-second videos. So we're talking very brief. Over the yeah. course of an hour and a half concert, yep. we're talking less than a minute. Yeah. And sure enough, oh, yeah. there were two or three people. Why don't you watch the show instead of taping it, bro? Yeah, you should have. And I was like, you know, man. <laughs> I you know, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, first, I want to find you and beat you to death. But yeah. second, damn, are you right? You know, <laughs> man? But I feel like that's like, uh, that's like a page out of the... Yeah, man. Dude, I was thinking that the whole time because most people did not have their phones out. There was a few here and there. And I always, what I do is I kind of treat it like, like the concert photographer. You get three songs and you get that, you're, you're kicked out of that pit area. Yeah. For me, it's one song. I just want to document it also because, well, hey, I got hooked up by the band. They put me on their guest list. I want to make sure I can social media, yeah. show them some love at some point. So it's funny because the two videos I have in them that I've posted are both from that same sawed off shotgun song because they started both shows with that song. I get the quick video and you put the phone back yeah. in my pocket Obligation and I'm done. done. Like, so, like, you know, but you're right. Like, this is the quality. Oh. I don't know why it's doing that beat thing. And seven dogs just died. I don't know why it's doing that beat, that weird, that that was weird. Oh! Uh, that's not the, the that's something. Oh, no, yeah, that's like, the that's the, the piece, even though you just were it using it. My nose is bleeding, dude. Oh, let's yeah, try it again. Right. It's like scanners right there. Oh, wait. Oh, now it's Did off. break it? Uh-oh, don't let the men's Hold on. Here, we try it again. Oh, there we oh, go. Hey. Now it's good. <laughs> Dogs are safe. Yeah, Check out the this crowd. This doesn't sound that bad. I like oh, this. Oh, God. Look at that audience. That's the crowd is nuts. Man, I really love this song, too. Such a hit. It is. But, dude, there's a part during the show. There's so many funny, awesome moments. So, like, they're just great. Like, look how close I am to the singer. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Brett Emmons is one. Is, is he's the, on stage with his armor on the singer, everyone. You can't see the photo, but yeah. he's pretty close. And it's funny because he's wearing an Adidas tracksuit in all orange. And uh, one of my buddies on Facebook, Eddie, he's like, funny, he's wearing all Adidas except for on his feet because he has no shoes on. He, he always performs. Wait, barefoot. it's an Adidas tracksuit? It's an orange Adidas tracksuit. Dude, that's guy. Right. if he was wearing Nike's. That's like some Jonathan Davis stuff, man. Back in the day, yeah. he, he had the uh, Adidas tracksuit, right. man. Dude, yeah. the night before, I guess all he wore was the hotel bathrobe. And that was what he performed, and then he had like a Michael Jordan jersey he put on after That's that. That's kind of sweet, actually. Like, dude, what are you doing about wardrobe? Uh, where do we stay? Yeah, what, what do we, we got? got? What do we got? <laughs> what do we got? So, anyways, like, dude, the funny thing is, watching him, even my wife brought it up. I'm like, if Andrew Wood was still alive and in, in more of a gritty roots rock band, he would be the front man of this band. Like, this guy has a very Andrew Wood vibe. Everything is a very love centric, and his mannerisms, the long hair, just the look on his face, like all the videos I've ever watched of Andrew Wood perform live. It's very, I don't even know if this guy knows who Andrew Wood is, but he has that because he's probably in his 20s. Um, and I don't know if he's familiar with Mother Love Bone, but he had that kind of a vibe to him, even in his voice at times. It was like, whoa, it's kind of trippy. It's almost like as if this guy is the second coming of Andrew Wood. It was kind of cool. Uh, but one of their songs, well, a couple of funny things. They had someone crowd surfed, and that was the only person that crowd surfed the entire time. And you could see his eyes light up. Like, he's like, we got a crowd surfer. This is awesome. He pulls him up, and then he looks at the guy. He's like, jump, jump in, stage dive. And so the guy runs, jumps. And nobody catches him. Oh. So you see this human form just disappear. <laughs> Vanish into the audience. And I grab Sid's shoulder. I'm like, oh. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, the guy just, he faced me. And then he gets up and he's kind of holding his face. He's like, I'm okay. <laughs> and then Brett, the front man, just like, get him back up here. Get him back up here. And he brings him back up. He asks his name. Do it again. Do so you have name? the courage to try this again? <laughs> he's like, I'm so sorry, man. What the hell, everybody? Next time you got to catch him. You want to do it again? He's like, yeah. So they... <laughs> 
get things going. He runs. Everyone steps aside flies. again. No, everyone catches. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been freaking awesome. That would have awesome. been great. Everyone holds up knives. <laughs> but then at some point, as the show goes on, you could tell he's like talking to someone in the crowd. He's like doing like the calm down. He's like, look at me, calm down. Like the, the guy's really engaged with the crowd, which I, I think made it even more awesome. Yeah. Finally, like they're about to go. I think they're doing uh, the Rolling Stones' uh, uh, Give Me Shelter, nice. which they do an incredible really? version of. I mean, they have their guitarist, he hits the high notes. Like the lady does on the recording. It's mm, I like that song a lot. Dude, so. and they do it justice. They even did Fatboy Slim's Praise You. And they turned ah, it into like a bluesy cool jam. Though, man. Yeah, it was I awesome. All right, all right. Uh, so right when they start that song, finally he just goes, Stop playing and then he gets everyone to stop. And he looks at the guy, he's like, I told you. He's like, I don't listen to me. Every song I write is about love. What the hell are you doing? And so he just like... Oh, some guy was getting aggro down there. Huh? Yeah. And dude, I had like, I even have goosebumps right now. I was like, that was such a powerful thing. Like to be able to be like, look, man. And he's right. All my songs were about love. Why are you being so violent and so angry? And he finally just goes, man, kick him out. Like he tried to keep like, the hey, security. Dude, just get him out of here. Yeah. yeah. And then he, and he goes, get it together, man. And as we're walking back and my wife and I were talking about that moment, I was like, what if Wow. that's the moment that that guy needed and he's like, my favorite band, the lead singer, just threw me, me out, out for being, a- yeah. And then said, get it together. Maybe I should get it together. Uh, and there was oh, one wow. other moment. There was a lot of powerful moments. Dude, I honestly felt like it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, and I, th- I know they're playing again at the same venue on December 30th. Uh, it's like an after party for the World Junior Hockey Tournament. This wasn't like that killer <laughs> show where you were like high on hash or something. Sober. Nice. Well, okay. I, I, Just checking on you, bro. Just check. You've got a track record. I mean, see. I did have a vodka, vodka tonic and then a double vodka tonic, but I don't know what's going on in Canada. Not very strong drinks, which was fine because my wife also had one and she wasn't typically one drink gets her wasted. So we were we had a nice buzz. Did you nice. pay for them using loonies and toonies? <laughs> That's why we got them because we had to do coat check and I had to use cash and I only had American money. Uh-huh. So now I had all this Canadian American money. American money. Yeah. Not working out for Steve. So I was like, well, might as well spend it on alcohol. Gosh, right. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> man. The cash on alcohol. Uh, there's one song. I'm going to play the live version. It's from their live <laughs> record. Um, I just want to play a little bit of it. Uh, the lyrics already, it's all, it's all about, for me, it feels like what he's singing about and what I love about this band is that like you get to kind of know him as a, a person in a weird way by his lyrics because he's very open about whatever's going on. It's almost like just accepting people for who they are and being comfortable in your own skin. And while I'm watching this performance, I'm looking at these two dudes singing along and they're hugging each other. Everyone's singing along. And I've never had this happen where like legit tears started coming out of my eyes. Like I was so emotionally invested in what they were singing about. And I was just like, man, this is pretty powerful to watch the band and the crowd in that, that interaction on each other, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was something. Like I even told the label guys, like, how was the show? I'm like, it was one of the best shows I've ever been to. Quite possibly the best show. It's definitely up there. It's hard to say because every show's different. But I was like, I hope you realize how special this band is. Oh, that's cool. And I know that he was like, that's. Oh, pretty I'm sure cool. he loved that. Yeah. So the song's called "Everything Is All Right." It's on the new record that has sawed off shotgun, but this is from their live record, which I just feel like. They're more of a live band. The record sounds really good, and it's awesome, but there's something really cool about catching that energy of the crowd, too, when you listen to their music. And I don't know if this will do it justice, but you get a good vibe of just how awesome they are. I promise, though, it's an upbeat song, even though it doesn't feel that way.
for the night I forgot what it feels like Right there. That, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that does the high part on the Stones cover. Oh, that was a guy? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Lucky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could hit that note. Right? I'd probably need to cost a song if I could hit that note. Grab your nuts, Glenn. I have. All I do is groan. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's the Glorious Sons right there. That is uh, great. It's, it's just a cool band. It's a cool vibe, and you can tell they're having a blast on stage. We're all having a blast in the crowd. It, it, it was a, what happened to the drunk fifty-year-old? Did she just vanish into the night? She went towards the front, yeah. and we lost her for the rest of the night. She wasn't taken out on the stretcher mysteriously. Actually, my wife clotheslined her while we went to get our coat at the coat check. <laughs> Drop the elbow. <laughs> Suck it, brother. <laughs> CrossFit Sid. Met her over at the Tim Hortons and just beat her senseless. <laughs> Here's a little bit of that. Uh, uh, Give me shelter. I'll pull it up. That's cool. Yeah. I should find the part with the singer. can hit some high notes. I want to hear him do some Maiden. He could, right? And this is just, this is their lead guitarist. Yeah, Maiden, Cornell. Any of it. He's up in that realm, dude. Yeah. And he's really attractive, and he's got like that whole cool rock star look. Like, for the first few songs, he's rocking it with a giant, like, 
fuzzy feather-like jacket. Oh, Confrontation has it all. Yeah. No, I actually kind of got turned on. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> took it off, and he's rocking like a vintage Motley Crue shirt. That's you know. Oh, he's hitting everything for you at that point. Well, yeah. and, and then the show at the Crocodile, he's Ten wearing guitar, puts on a wrestling belt. <laughs> Steve just soils his shorts right there on the spot. The Crocodile show, he's wearing a shirt. Rocky Balboa face to face with Clubber Lang. Oh, that's, that's oh, rad. Man, yeah, that's rad. The man yeah. crush started at the Crocodile, and it continued at the Vancouver. Uh, uh, honestly, the Rocky Three T-shirt. I'd have been like, all right, that guy's cool. I almost wore. <laughs> I, mean, on, right? I almost wore my Rocky shirt. I was like, maybe he'll see me. I'm gonna be like Rocky. <laughs> I'd throw you S, but I've done that before. Wear like a T-shirt. Oh, maybe they'll notice. Maybe yeah, like, they're bound to see that. Yeah, well, dude, yeah. it's funny because we're like really close. And I mean, I'm making eye contact with some of the members, like the brother. It's the singers uh, and, and it, the guitarist the band is his brother. I guess the story is like the brother convinced the younger brother to be in the band and they both had to quit like decent jobs in, in, in Kingston, Ontario and decided let's give this a whirl. Let's, let's stop being just and this cool Kingston off. band and now yeah. they're huge in Canada and then it was like well let's try and even take it one step further now they're really trying to make a push to become a big band outside of Canada which I think they will if they continue to Yeah, if people yeah. keep seeing them live I don't know how you don't fall in love with this band. So I like, post my video and say how much fun. I was like, I wrote, um, I drove four hours to see the Glorious Sons at the Commodore in Vancouver, and I witnessed one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Thank you, Glorious Sons, for an incredible night. Now, I didn't realize the lead singer is the guy who handles their Twitter page. And so he responds, he goes, Steve, I saw you smiling in the crowd. Thank you, my friend. Uh, and I was like, so cool. I woke up the next day and saw that. I was like, babe! <laughs> he noticed me! He noticed me! Love your shirt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your Rocky shirt, man? <laughs> That's rad, it man. Great, dude, the f- That's oh, rad. It was an awesome... Jeez. Oh, whoa! Jeez. I got Podcast over. I blame whoa. Sid for that. That's Sid's right. got me pumped. You're channeling her. It's like Tyler Durden. Sometimes Sid speaks for me. <laughs> Riv, how was your weekend, my man? Uh, it was pretty fantastic, and it was one of those ones where I managed to stay at home the entire Uh-oh. time, but nice. still do stuff. You played Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, just a little bit. Oh, is it cool? Uh, it is really cool. I ended up on either Thursday or Friday buying a PlayStation 4. Because Hype Train got me. Like, Hype Train got me really bad. Like, the fear of missing out. I'm like, I need to get it. And we needed something. This sounds so stupid. But I needed a a, a media player or something for the bar. And I didn't have a PS4. What a great reason. It was a perfect reason. Boom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I ended up getting it. I played a bunch of that. But, uh, no, it was a bit busy because, first off, on on, on Friday, we went uh, went grocery shopping, which doesn't sound interesting. Did Michelle get into a fight with a drunk 50-year-old woman? (laughs) No, but we went at... Like 8 p.m. on Friday night. Oh, okay. which is a completely different experience than any other time. Yes, because it's essentially it's like all the geeks. That's when like they realize like like the parents and the kids aren't going to be there. Where it's a complete and total s show. Uh huh. And it was it was nice. It was nice not having to deal You're with among people. among your people, basically. Yeah, yeah, it really you was. You look at everyone's cart and they have a ridiculous amount of Mountain Dew. Yes. Like, <laughs> like one guy with Spam and Top Ramen and that was it. But yeah. a lot of it. Geek life. Yeah. Nice. Um, but then on, on Saturday, we ended up, uh, I invited a whole bunch of people over um, because the UFC fights were going on. 
and I didn't want to leave the house anymore. And one of my friends was like, oh, I want to go check out the fights. I'm like, I've got a bar and I've got television. Let's come here. Just come over here. And then I don't have to take these sweatshorts off. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've you, been wearing them for, you, you know, me. 37 hours. Of course I do. I'm, I, I'm made from the same mold. Yeah. yeah. And like, so it was great. I mean, the fights are the fights. And, like, I didn't know anybody but Daniel Cormier. Uh, you know people are going to punch the crap out of each other. Yeah, That's exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. And, like, there was this one dude who looked like... Like like going up against Cormier, like this guy looked like it was Shaq taking on like Kevin Hart, and <laughs> Cormier <laughs> just tapped him out because the guy had no ground game. So it was kind of cool just to be able to watch that. Blam, blam, blam. Yeah, uh. yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. It was like, oh, he's gonna get him. He's got. Oh, yep, he got him. Yep, yep, that's that. So it was fun just to kind of hang out with that, and then uh, Sunday hung out at home again, but ended up watching the new Adam Sandler Netflix special. Which is really good. I saw the one video what of him doing like a, a rap song or something like that. It was yeah. it's really, Funny really clever. What are we talking it about? It is. Okay, so did you, well, first off, did you like Adam Sandler from the 90s? Absolutely. Okay, then you're going to really like this. Huge fan. Because it's not him just doing one stand-up. It's, a, uh, it's kind of a cut so that it's showing a bunch of different venues that he's been doing. A couple of it when he's just working with the material uh, with like maybe like 15, 20 people. And then one of them is like this gigantic almost arena where he's playing them all out. And he's doing a lot of Sandler songs. Right. And there's a little bit of stand-up in the middle, but there's a bunch of songs. So he's got one about UFC ear. That oh, okay. cauliflower ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great because it's, it's like a weird EDM song. And it was just like, it was out there. It was, if anyone had seen uh, Peter Dinklage doing Space Pants with Lady (laughs) Gaga on SNL, it was that. I was like, oh my God, this is his Space Pants song. And the rap one was great because it was about wallet, uh, what was it? It Wallet. Po- uh, something phone wallet keys phone wallet keys yeah the things you have to remember we yeah the leave only house. things that a guy needs to leave the house I'm like oh that's me yeah. and then as it gets I going do the pat do you do the pat down yeah yep. yeah yeah exactly yep. you and, do the pat down and so it was really fun to like just watch that and realize this guy I mean he's done a bunch of you know clunker movies and movies that I don't even care about but when he goes back to his stand up and the stuff that you remember him when you first listened to him and watched him it's great. Ooh. Here's that phone wallet key song. Yeah, it's good too. I'm heading out, and all I'm taking with me is my phone wallet keys. Yeah. (laughs) Just those three things, please. Need my phone wallet keys. Got my credit cards in my wallet. Got my phone, you can call it. Master lock on my front door. That's all I'm (laughs) gonna I know, I was just like, maybe man. the Glenn laugh track carried you through the fire. Yeah, probably not, yeah. but I'm like, I'm okay with it. It's still a really good, like, and he goes like fast, like he's on point when he's doing his songs. Like, yeah, yeah he sounds fantastic. Well, I just saw the visual of it too. It's great. He's got a hoodie with the hood up. Yeah. It's killer. Yeah. It's Dark really killer. It. Oh, it's great. And man. at the end of it, he does two songs and like you were talking about bringing to tears. He does a song, a tribute to Chris Farley. Oh, really? Wow. That you will oh, cry. God. Oh my God, I did. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is a comedy show, but it's so, it's so nice. I didn't expect that. That's I didn't cool. either, and I think that's what it got me too. But it was, I'll it was, check a, that out, it was man. really good. Yeah. It's yeah. worth a watch. It's on Netflix. Well, I've always mm-hmm. been a fan of. I mean, like, it's weird. Like one of those movies I randomly stumbled upon was because uh, he made. I think I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But have you guys ever seen Spanglish? Yes. Yes. It is a killer movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, 
I don't know. I'm a big fan of his, but like recently, just for the sake of not being like, oh no, I just haven't like you know what was the cowboy movie he put out on? Oh, that, that's awful. ridiculous. Yeah. Six. I didn't so even bad. turn it on, and yeah. I, some people are like, oh dude, you should watch it. No, and I'm like, eh, I don't all think of so. his Netflix only movies are terrible, and that's what I've yeah. heard. So See, I was so I don't want to go near him, but I still, if you ask me if I love Adam, Adam Sandler, I'm like, dude, the guy's brilliant from dramatic to funny to you know, yeah, I think the Love Rain Over Me yeah. a movie. The that that movie's fantastic. See, I haven't really powerful even spent any time watching any of his stuff uh, since. Gosh, like Little Nicky. That's a very serious film as well. Oh, no, that movie was hot trash. And so I was oh, just like, Happy Gilmore. However, was oh, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. And so yeah. Madison. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a callback to those. Uh, Rob Schneider has a great cameo. Shocking. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's in every <laughs> single thing, which I love. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, somebody else was just talking about. I mean, like I. I kind of feel like like Adam Sandler is like even the Nickelback of comedy at this point. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to give him crap just to give him crap when he's just even somebody said he's going around like shooting movies with some of his best friends mm-hmm. and saying, oh, we're just going to, yeah, basically I'm going to pay you just to hang out with me and yeah. go on set and do some stuff. I have no bad words for Adam Sandler. I, I just, uh, let me put it to you this way. You know that I, I mean, I've got Jimmy Page's symbol tattooed on my arm mm-hmm. and I love Led Zeppelin. I will not listen to The Firm, dude. You just don't do that. Those were mm-hmm. terrible, yep. unforgivably awful albums. It doesn't mean that Jimmy Page isn't brilliant. It's just you don't listen to that stuff. Being a so fan, I yeah. feel that way about Adam Sandler, man. Being a fan is is is, is, <laughs> true, is though. not a great being analogy. blind to it. Yeah. It's being blind to everything they do. It's respecting the stuff that they've done well, and you know, being critical of that stuff. Don't be a dick about it, but just no. go on and be like, all right, that one wasn't good, but yeah. they do have good things that they've contributed. Yeah, yeah. At least if I met the guy, I'd be like, dude, I am a huge fan. If he's like. What do you think of my newer stuff? I'm like, honestly, man, the last movie I saw was was Spanglish, but don't feel bad. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't get to watch a lot of stuff, brother. I'm yeah, just a yeah. huge fan. Yeah. And that's oh, I would a, lie to his face. I love him. That is an honest <laughs> thing. Can I get a picture? I, I would, I would, I would like, Child is the best song ever. I'll brush my teeth to that. I would like to say. You got a mind from Steve. Yeah, you got a mind from I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, bro, I mean, it's in the bottom of my heart. That's the best thing you've ever you put out. You feel my DF in your mind? I cried when I heard it. My wife almost fought a 50-year-old when we first listened to it. By the way, if you guys have seen Get Into the Greek, that's where all those jokes just came from. And yeah. if you haven't seen Get Into the Greek, smoke it, Jeffrey, and watch Get Into the Greek. Like, I, I never was really a fan of, uh, is it P. Diddy? Oh, no, P. Diddy, yes. Yeah, I always kind of thought he was a bit of a karaoke artist. Dude, he, he is amazing in he's that movie. He's good in it, yeah. I am a huge fan. Dude. I love that guy. He steals the show in that oh, movie. Oh, dude. P. Diddy rules. When he's I, eating I his own head. I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I saw that movie, I was like, I love this guy. I, yeah. And besides which, if you're a musician, there is a rant and a scene that happens in a record label office that is it just makes yes. it makes so much fun of what the industry has literally done. Like as a musician, you watch that scene, you're like, "Oh my god, it's reality." He like cuts deep, and P Diddy, <laughs> oh, it doesn't cut. It just makes me laugh. Like this is genius. And P Diddy's the guy behind the desk making the joke. Yeah, man. They, I, like yeah. So see, get him to the Greek and. I'm not going to buy a PDD record, but he rules. <laughs> he rules. He rules, man. Plus, I mean, that 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 that, mo- that movie's one of my favorite movies. movie's incredible, it's, man. I remember seeing in the theaters and getting a, then interview Russell Brand right yeah, after that. We did a yeah. Q&A oh, with him nice. that night, and he could not be a nicer guy. But the whole movie, I was in tears Have you seen the, because uh, I, I own the uh, the extended cut with all the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. And basically, in all most of the deleted scenes are just Jonah Hill vomiting. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen that. <laughs> 
I'll loan it to you. It's everything they cut out. It's pretty much he pukes so frequently. They're like, look, we, there's too much vomit in this movie. Like Jonah Hill vomits like every fourth scene. <laughs> Plus, it had the greatest song ever written. Oh, is this African Child? Yes. Oh, oh no. What the butter Africa? One critic said the African child was the worst thing to happen to Africa since apartheid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the critics' reviews in this film of this song are so brutal. They're savage. Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. I think he's about to say BJ's rev if this is uncensored. All the BJ's and all these limousines, what do they mean? <laughs> I just I don't beep in there. It worked. Probably. I just can't keep out the rain. You know what's funny though is like if they put out an Infant Sorrow album, I would buy it. Oh hell yeah! Because that one song, uh, <laughs> "Did You Come for My Bangers?" Yes, my beans and mash. I mean that song is killer. The clap is killer. Um, oh god, they're they're <laughs> great, but they're great songs. They're like great Britpop they songs. They are great know, songs. Like if someone was like, dude, just like, yeah. uh. He's got the clap. You got the clap. Oh yeah! I would buy if they put out an Infant Sorrow record. I would buy that record. I would go see Russell Brand fronting that band on tour. I would because those tunes are killer. (laughs) Those tunes are great. And we'd have to create our own strain of weed called the Jeffrey. (laughs) Yeah. What was the Fuzzy Walls? Furry Walls. Yeah. Furry Walls. Oh my gosh! I gotta go watch that movie again, dude. I will loan you the uncut version (laughs) just because. (laughs) And it's not a lot, but it's just you see that. Basically, Jonah Hill's character just like even when they're jogging in Central Park and they're doing jumping jacks and they're all yep. high on blow, and they're just <laughs> jogging along, and suddenly Jonah Hill, as he's jogging, just vomits <laughs> all over himself. And now he's like super fitness guy. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, man, dude. Uh, oh yeah, I watched him on SNL uh, this last yeah, week too. Man, he's got he a pretty Netflix good, film man. I haven't seen, and he just directed a movie called Mid Nineties. He's really excited about. Yeah, and he it's did like a, a skateboard movie. Yeah, yeah. I, um. Boy, he was a bore of an interview, though. Remember when oh, we had him? He? Yeah. He's, he's way more serious than you'd hope him to be. Not that I was expecting he was going to be like this fun-loving, chubby guy from Superbad, but it was... it was. He wasn't a jerk. I think he's a fairly serious guy, though. He but is. he wants to be taken serious. Yeah, and it was right around... The, he was touring in support. He was doing media for Get Him to the Greek. Oh, yeah, it was. And it we was. had our choice. Uh, do you... Because they were doing... They are splitting the, both of the guys up. <laughs> They're like, do you want to talk to Russell Brand or do you want to talk to Jonah Hill? And I'm like, well, crap, Jonah Hill, everyone knows from Superbad. So I was like, Jonah Hill, definitely Jonah Hill. That'd be great. And I'm like, cool. So they gave him us. But then the night before, I went to the movie screening and hosted the Q&A with Russell Brand. And I had the best time. The guy could not be more fun, engaging. Yeah, he's a, like a jabberjaw ball of energy. Dude, uh, I've heard a couple of his interviews. And it's it's like you almost have to buckle in. It's a riot. Yeah. And he, he is a really, really fun time. And I like, say this yeah. with complete con- He's one of the nicest and most 
just appreciative celebrities I've ever met. Like to the point where we did all that. We talked and hung for a little bit after the fact. And mind you, they introduced me to him at the beginning. So by the end of the night, I'm like, all right, man. And we've been now together. No big deal for like a couple hours, you know. BD. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, I got to go home makes. and go to bed. You know, the local celebrity has to wake up early. <laughs> and he's like, Steve, it was really cool getting to spend time with you. I'm like, <gasps> you remember my name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next day we have Jonah Hill on. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I love the movie. And he, again, not a jerk. But not very enthusiastic. But then of, as he was leaving, he called you Sam. Just ruined everything. It did. It, it hurt. Makes you wonder, <laughs> though, like, if, if there's like, a whole thing going on that you didn't know about where, like, throughout this split em up tour, pretty much no one wanted to talk to Jonah. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, guys, yeah. how, how you doing? He probably thinks I'm second yeah, pick, right? I'm, I'm really excited to be, uh, yeah, I'm just sitting here in my hotel room cutting myself. All right, everyone loves <laughs> Russell Brand. <laughs> and his African child. I'm a fan of, of uh, Jonah Hill. I oh, think me he's too. Great man, I think he's really great. But so. in the future, if I'm I ever have the opportunity to pick him or Russell either. Brand, I'm picking Russell, Russell Brand, Brand all the time. It's it reminds me of a uh, like I've always, and I, I guess I still am. But it pained me. I've always been a huge fan of Dave Navarro as a guitarist because yeah. I felt he was so remarkably. He blended psychedelia and actual metal mm-hmm. in a way no one ever has before mm-hmm. after a sense. I don't think he gets a lot of credit I agree. for how creative he was as a guitarist. And I'm ranting about this to my good friend, Ryan Castle. Oh, God. Castle does not have a good story about it. Then Castle told me about his Dave Navarro interview, and it was just like you saying, wow, the sun's beautiful, and then a giant hand with a needle comes and pops the sun, mm-hmm. and the sun goes, and it disappears Aww. behind the hillside, and yeah. the moon comes up, and you're like, the moon's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> Castle, <laughs> when Castle told me what a oh, huge man. D Navarro was to him, I was like, oh, well, that's a drag. And I felt bad for Castle, because <laughs> at Pain in the Grass at the Gorge- mm-hmm. It bummed me out. We had, uh, of course, uh, James Addiction played, and he's, and he's like, okay, you guys are going to talk to Dave Navarro, and he tells me the story before the interview, and he's just like, hey, man, just as a heads up, this is what was the kind Navarro of guy- cool there? I felt bad for Castle because by the time the interview ended, we had the best time with Dave Navarro. I geeked oh, out about yeah. Oreos. We, oh, man. See, maybe he was having a bad day. We had, maybe Dave just doesn't like Ryan. <laughs> so I think like there's this weird... <laughs> Steve just brought back the sun. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Dave, Ryan was almost waiting for the bad experience to be like, so we could commiserate together. And then it was over. He's like, Why is the next like Dude, Dave, that guy's awesome. I was like, I love Dave. That was the best interview we've done here at Pain in the Grass. And it was true, though. He was fantastic. That makes that really great to hear. Yeah. Because, you know, it's one of those things where you really, really are excited about someone as a musician. Yeah. And then you hear something like that, and you're like, oh, no. You just never know what day you're going to get that guy on. Yeah, maybe he was, you know, going through a dark phase or something then. or you know. And for all I know, Russell Brand might have been a complete douche to whatever radio station yeah. he went to because he was up late hanging out well, with his friend, Dave, local celebrity Dave Steve. had a pretty long, hard battle with substance abuse. Yeah. So, did, so did Russell Brand. Yep. had a long, hard battle with substance abuse. So maybe... Or maybe he just doesn't like Ryan, which I think is funnier. That would be <laughs> funny. That would be even funnier. That'd be worth it right like there. Like he shows up to the interview with Ryan, like, mm, is uh, Steve in the building, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Ryan. I got to take this call. It'd be funny I'm if every time Steve. Ryan has a bad experience with a celebrity, we then talk to the person and have a great time. <laughs> and it's just like, what is it about me? Castle just be like, fine. Oh, it happened with Fine. Manson, too, because uh, we the Mega Cats, we interviewed Marilyn Manson once, and he prepped me by saying, oh, I had this one time, I was on his bus, and he just looked like he wanted to kill me, blah, blah, blah. We do the interview, it's how did it go? He goes, I was like, it was incredible. The guy was great. Oh, no. And then the it label guy, Ryan. the label guy even like messaged Ryan, goes, hey, man, let them know that he did a great job with Matt Manson. Manson had a good time. Mm. And I was just like, <laughs> Ryan's like, 
Thanks. I'll pass that on. <laughs> yeah. Go after yourselves. All of you. It's just, you never know what, I mean, Manson is a, you don't know what kind of mood you're going to get in. Did no. I ever tell you the most awkward experience I ever had with Marilyn Manson, though? I don't know in if I want to hear that. It was with uh, Andy Savage. And back in those days, Uh-oh. we went backstage and interviewed Marilyn Manson before a show that he performed. And he didn't like make you touch his testicle or something, did he? No. Like, Steve, but, will you hold this while we talk? So I'm relatively. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. <laughs> I'm new in the world of radio. I'm there to make sure it's recorded properly. I've got the little recorder, like the old DAT recorder. We're doing this, and Andy's one of his first things. Goes, my producer Steve would love to kiss you. Would you kiss him? Like oh, Andy get, threw you under the bus because he thought it'd be funny to see if Marilyn Manson, because you know Manson's known as being a guy that will just. Did Marilyn not find that amusing? He didn't find it amusing. He looked at me and just goes, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh!" I'm like, "How did this happen?" And then at first, I'd be like, "Well, I'm glad that he didn't want to," but then also, "Why don't you want to kiss me?" It's kind of like the scene from South Park. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Garrison was it? Yeah. Uh, well, why didn't you want to diddle me when yeah, I was younger? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Come it's on. Like, hey, look, guys, I was just. Devontis and Steve doesn't deserve to taste that. Oh, so this. <laughs> okay, you have to Glenn. censor all that. You have to censor all that. No, I'm I gonna, didn't technically I'm gonna, swear. I'm going to think about that one, and while you think about your wording, Steve too. Steve stopped dead in his tracks. While you think about that, let's I'm do not our... sharing, Stephen. I'm not sharing. Dude, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just not pretty enough as a boy. Aww. We're not Eskimo brothers in that way. Nope. And then in my head, Rev, I'm, like, I'm very sorry for everything I just said. The whole time I'm thinking, well, what if he says yes? Do I have to kiss Marilyn Manson? Hey, man, as we're a all producer, just yes, you do, sir. I mean, you got to yeah. pay your dues. Is that called paying your dues? Sure. Oh, gosh. I want a refund if that's the case. <laughs> Let's do some voicemails and text messages and emails. <laughs> I didn't say any bad words. It was the, 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 the scenario. Yeah. Yes. 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 We got an email, themigscast at gmail.com. It's from our buddy Christopher Walken, as we know. Uh, uh, not Christopher Walken. How? Right. The guy that wore the uh, I Ate Fred Durst shirt. Yeah. Weapon Good of friend. choice. He made the stickers. Yes, I know. <laughs> Fat Boy Slim, going back yeah, to that. Dude, man, right? Yeah, I saw him at Bourbon and Bacon. He yep. was uh, he was all dressed up because he has he had to do the Rat City Roller Girls announcement. That's right. He's an awesome dude. Oh, he he is great. rules. Love you, man. And he says, good day, Titanic douches. Good as day. always, thank you for the hour-ish of entertainment you provide weekly. <laughs> and he puts a question hour-ish. mark, which is funny because next week we have live day. Oh, no. Next week we're here. The week after we have live day and the week after that we're on vacation. So enjoy the next two episodes because that's all you get for the next month. Pretty much. Um, so maybe you want to pace it out. Take it in doses. <laughs> yeah. Listen to us in slow motion. Yeah, listen 10. Oh. Oh. At like 0.5 speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How would that uh, work? I almost want to go back to an old episode. That was that Jerry, I was babbling about Jerry Cantrell and you guys slowed down. I just, I just sounded really, 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 really high. Drunk. <laughs> man, the thing about Jerry, the thing about Jerry <laughs> is... He's got the Oh, that's right. It was all about the hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. So bad. So uh, Chris continues to write uh, a couple questions for the three of you. First of all, does uh, being so incredibly personal and opening windows to your lives make meeting fans an odd experience? We as fans get to know so much about you that you become estranged friends while you don't know a damn thing about us. I'm sure it could get weird sometimes. All right, we'll, we'll stop with that one. Yeah, it does. 
And it's always, you know, everyone's always like, oh, have you pooped lately? I'm like, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when people try and do the inside jokes around people that don't know those. Like when like someone yeah. tries to do a joke about like me banging my dog with my wife there, it's just, or a family member, it's like, dude. Oh, that's a bit respect. Offside. Yeah. Like, like, use your head. Right. Like a little common sense. But otherwise, I don't mind. I, I really enjoy meeting people that know, they always say, a lot of people say that. Like, is it weird that I know all this about you? I'm like, actually, it makes my life so much easier because I suck at small talk. So yeah. you're giving me something to converse about and making me feel super comfortable because you're so nice. So I don't mind it one bit. My mother in law's a little wigged out, but uh, yeah, nice <laughs> to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to pull up an old episode. Oh, you're going to do it? I love it. <laughs> Let's see which one. Just pull this one up. Put it in. Uh, was it half speed? Right. Uh, I think so. Okay, fine. <laughs> take it back, dude. You live <laughs> to make it to your next birthday. Well, you know, I still got one more day. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like final uh, destination. Now, I know, older. right? You sound Did really drunk. Getting Steve a pipe for his birthday. <laughs> what kind of pipe there? Well, apparently you got like two days I've early. I've been trying to figure out how to get. <laughs> It to him. Amazon. My I want to surprise him. Watch me get my nuts fondled <laughs> by another man. That's what I want for my birthday. Oh my god, okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that couldn't have been more perfect. That's it. Can you please play that again? I can, okay, fine. Let's go back 15 seconds. I can't seconds. believe when, when that came in, I knew. Oh, God, I'm dude. Final destination. Now I'm old, right? Did I tell right? you I was now getting Steve a pipe for his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you got like two days early. I've been trying to figure out how to get it to him. Amazon. My I want to surprise him. Watch me get my nuts fondled <laughs> by another man. That's what I want for my birthday. Wow. <laughs> what up, Justin? <laughs> still, still fit it in. Oh, still got man. it in there. My mother watched me get my nuts fondled by another man. I gotta say, I like it better in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> funny, I, was, I, I had a couple of buddies I interviewed on my oh, podcast, Meeks versus the World of Wrestling, and they said they went back and had a couple of tokes. And listen to the whole interview in half speed and were in tears the entire time. Which I thought was really freaking funny. Oh, and I'm like, man. I know that feeling, man. That's freaking great. <laughs> Let's check out a voicemail while we are uh, on the world of voicemails. <laughs> hey, Mixed Cast. What's up, Stevie Sapaka fan? What's up, Rev? Hi. Megs, what's up? Oh, before we get to that, we never answered this, the rest of his email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie, you have to wait. Sorry, Stevie. Uh, secondly, and more importantly, will Bruiser Brody and Windowpane be in pajamas on Live Day? Because we're doing uh, pajamas as our theme oh, this hell year. Oh, yeah. I, well. I didn't know. It's funny for all the meetings and phone calls and email strings, it's the first I've heard about this pajama. Thing. I don't think we've run it by anybody other than no. put it on the air that we're all on the morning show wearing pajamas on the air and we're encouraging listeners. Last year, you guys did the Fred Durst yep. thing. Mm -hmm. This year, it's pajamas. I worry about wearing pajama bottoms because what if I get a bonner? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, with that guitar, that Les Paul just rubbing you it's in the right way. It's going to make those morning hugs awkward, you know? <laughs> so I would imagine maybe the bands won't be, but us on the morning show will be uh, giving you that morning. Good looking wood. out, Glenn. I'm just trying to help, man. So Chris, we'll see you there. Hopefully you wear pajamas. Much love and mosh pit shoves from Christopher Walken. So that'll be really cool. Okay, back to Stevie. Glenn. 
Oh, this is you and Steve. Um, thank you for the Everybody's Dead album. I yeah. freaking love it. Nice. The title track is just beautiful and haunting. Yeah. And I'm playing it to death. Glenn, I did order, I did, uh, I can't spit out the words. I contributed to your Kickstarter so oh, I'm getting a thanks, digital man. copy. Thanks, My you. question kind of for the both of you is, will there be physical copies of the Bridge of Brody album and the Glenn Cannon solo release? I'd like to get a copy because I could afford the digital at the time. But if they are, please let me know. Oh, and dear, I'll man. be more happy to pay for it. No, like, you don't have to worry about it. So I uh, love you both. Uh, Go Packers! Bye, oh, <laughs> dude. Thanks, man. That's awesome. And, oh yeah, thank uh, yeah. you. We're, we're gonna. I mean, of course, yeah, not, dude. Not vinyl. On, maybe one day on Bruce Brady vinyl, but not right now. But we have we have CDs, actual hard copies. That, and I know you're gonna be doing the yep, same with yep. the Glen Cannon solo record too. Yep, exactly. So, so, yeah. yeah. So you can, Rev, did you get yours yet? Of what? The Bruce Brody. <laughs> uh, no, I have not yet. Did you kickstart? I forgot. Did you get the cross? I'm not mad at it. No, no, no. I know that was I just want to get you a copy if you didn't. I didn't. I thought I did. And then I went up to look at the Kickstarter page when I was backing Glenn's. And I was like, oh, that's why I never got it. Because I didn't. Yeah. I I just want to say, man, I really appreciate you getting my back and not getting Steve's. Right. You feel very special. It was weird. He doesn't like JT. It's very clear. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I always had that weird thing because I want to make sure that people in my life that I want to have a copy... Get a copy, but if they already kickstarted, I'm like, well, they could just get that copy because they obviously. Yeah. So it's like I had that awkward conversation also with Vicky. I'm like, Vicky, I'm, I'm not shaming you. You didn't. <laughs> I know but you but didn't. would you like a copy? Did you kickstart? She's like, I don't think I did. I'm so, and then it starts. Up, I'm like, don't apologize. Like, well, do you care? I mean, do right. you want a copy or she, do you even care? Oh, and then she's like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. I, Vicky I just stands there with her jaw hanging open. <laughs> Give me an answer, woman. I but did. she was so like, yes, please. I would love a copy. I was just going to buy it when it, when it was available. And I'm like, no, here, here's a copy. Yeah, it was so, the same thing because okay, I, I'll get you a copy. Yeah, I, I, I was like, even like like when we were talking about, it, I was like, oh yeah, I backed it, and then right. I looked at it and I was like, oh, guess I didn't. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, I want to make sure the people that obviously that had a, a big part of what this band has become. I mean, I mean you were a huge part of it, yeah, a with man. the podcast and Aww. just be with us to support uh, as well. Well, you announced us on stage yes. for one of the first times ever too. I did. At That's our, right. That was like our premiere show. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I don't know remember the show. I'm not sure any of us really. Remember I know that it. Top Left did uh, actually have it on video, yep. so I, so I got proof. to watch it afterwards, and right. I was like, I was like, "Ooh, that's not great." But no, I was like, "Oh, I came off really well, <laughs> considering I didn't know what state I was in." I literally don't remember <laughs> doing it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we actually got a lot of uh, messages about this because people are now starting to get their copy of "Everyone's that's Dead." Cool. Uh, yeah. If you go to BruiserBrodyBand.com, I believe it's set up so you can purchase it. But we will have some opportunities in the near future for you to purchase it in person. And, of course, it'll be on all, like, the iTunes, Spotify. Uh, November 23rd, I believe, is the official release date. So those Kickstarters that got their copies are soon going to get their copies. The ones that wanted autographed copies, I, I, I'm i not sure if those have been fully we autographed just yet. basically waiting on one final signature. Yeah, one Every, member. Of the everyone's gotten them signed. It's just a matter of getting us all together to do it right? in the yep. country so they they <laughs> are too. they are in progress yep. for for all of you guys out there that are waiting on them. they are so if you progress. haven't gotten a copy 
the, more than likely it's because so, you did the autograph version and and but you'll be getting it within the next couple of weeks you'll have it before november 23rd that's for sure um <laughs> otherwise i don't know i'll give you a mouth hug i'm just kidding a not really. mouth hug i'm kidding we're gonna call those marylands from now on yes <laughs> and i expect you to treat me just like marilyn and deny it because then it gets really weird if you don't uh brandon spokane he said my everyone's dead review Please read to the end. Nice. Hey, guys. Sorry for the long email, but I just sat down and listened to the new Bruiser Brody record all the way through. Felt the need to write an official review for you guys. So here it goes. The new Bruiser Brody album from new Bruiser Brody album, Everyone's Dead, is impossible to listen to. From face-melting solos by J.T. Phillips and Glenn Cannon, which they balance with their tear-jerking melodies, to the chill-inducing voice of Travis Brock. Is it Bracked or Brocked? Brought. I always say Travis Brock. Okay. I always get... Double think. I, I always said, overthink Wyatt, it. Wyatt, he planted that seed in your head. Yes! He said, bratched, and you can't unhear it. Right! It's Travis brought. Stupid yeah, Wyatt. So I said it right in like, the first place. Travis brought apples to the picnic. Travis brought. The album is simply unlistenable. Which <laughs> is funny. <laughs> he said that, but he says nice things. Uh, with one of the tightest driving rhythm sections in rock music comprised of Steve Miggs on drums and Jeff Rouse on bass. Is it Rouse or Roos? I'm kidding. I always say Rouse. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> we could use that in a sentence, too. <laughs> <laughs> the album simply cannot be listened to. I write this because when I heard the album for the first time, I tried to listen, but instead the album took me on a journey. From moments of wanting to run through a wall to feeling tears well up in my eyes, I couldn't listen. I could only experience what I believe to be the greatest rock album I have ever heard. Whoa. Oh, I have never played an album and been so moved by it. I challenge any rock, van, any rock fan or any fan of good music to play this album, not get perpetual goosebumps for its duration. Thank you guys for giving this album to us, and I look forward to seeing what comes next for this incredible band. Rock on. Thank you, Brandon from Spokane. That was, I got goosebumps even just reading That's th- that, that Thanks, review through. That was super sweet. Love you, bro. Yeah. yeah, he's a killer guy, man. It meant a lot for Dude, us to yeah. do this record, and I think we're now finally getting to experience it as a, uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to listen to it as a fan of the music because, you know, you go through the process of recording it and then you have to wait forever. Now we got the CD yeah. and it's in my car and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is us. This I is awesome. I hadn't heard it since the, you know, when we got the masters approved, I had a CDR of that mm-hmm. and I hadn't listened to it in, since then. And so, yeah, when I finally got my actual play copy and popped it in my car, I was like, oh man, this is good. Yeah. And then the next track, I'm like, oh man, this is Good. Like it was really <laughs> exciting to hear that and be so pleased with how it all came out. It's just the, like the best feeling. Man. It's fun also when like you're my wife. I'm as we're driving to Vancouver. One point my the Bluetooth on my I have like one of those little Bluetooth things for my stereo. So you, you plug it into the auxiliary and then it, it just stopped working. I'm like, what's going on? And I felt it. and It was burning hot and it oh. started. I, I could smell it and I was like, throw this out of the window. Get this thing before it explodes in there. Wow, right. So then we have a Bluetooth for a little bit. So I just was like, oh, I got the only CD I have in my car right now is the Bruiser Brody one. And as we're listening, I'm like hearing my wife sing along to the songs. I was like, that's uh, freaking cool. That's Great, neat. Man. Yeah. That is awesome. Another person, Mike and Ken, said, just listen to my download copy of Everyone's Dead. When I thought you couldn't get better, you go and release this album. Well done oh, to everyone man. involved. This is going to the top slot of the rotation. Stay positive and keep rocking. Mike Chilly. and Ken. I thought it'd be kind of fun just to play a track from the record. Yeah, man. Just sure, to give people dude. a taste. Obviously, the song that I feel like really resonated with our audience was when we had everyone in studio and we did that acoustic version of Everyone's Dead. Yeah. So why don't yeah. we give them a taste of that via the studio recording. Oh, yeah, for Ooh. sure, man. So it's the title track off the new record from Bruiser Brody, Everyone's Dead. And I feel like we should give people a little of... Uh, I mean, I, we've already told people that January 19th we're playing a show. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's your call, homie. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you, I don't think you can go to the Crocodile yet to buy the tickets, but that should be happening within the next week. So just keep checking the Crocodile.com. Uh, but we are playing our CD party, release party uh, for everyone's dead. It's going to be January 19th at the Crocodile. And we're playing with uh, our friends in Year of the Cobra. Yeah. Nice. And those guys, if you don't know anything about they're them, so cool. Wake up and listen yeah, to them. They're, they're so cool. <laughs> they're just a powerful stoner rock yeah. vibe. Great on drudge. stage, great songs, yeah. and then you meet them, and they are the coolest, sweetest, humblest people. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm really actually, I, te- I texted Amy, yeah, and was like, just found out you're on the senior release party, you know, like, happy. she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. John, like, oh, yeah. did you agree to this? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't help it. I, re- I was just that excited. I texted her and was like, I am so stoked, you know. So, and yeah. then there's us. It's three bands, and then the band that's going to be closing the night. And just by an amazing, incredible, uh, just timing, and it's amazing how sometimes good things happen. The last international are yeah. going to be headlining, wow. our, and it's going to be their CD release show as well for Soul on Fire, their new record, their CD. So Edgy, he sent me a message, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, we got the new record coming out around Christmas time, and we want to play sometime in January, or February." I actually, said February. Uh, we're thinking about maybe trying to find like the Croc or a place like that. Would your band want to play with us? Which I thought was like, whoa. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. So I wrote him back and said, hey, absolutely. Here's the thing, though. We already have a show that we just literally got a hold on at the Crocodile for January 19th. We haven't put together the bill yet. Do you think you could come a little bit earlier than February and a couple weeks earlier? Because I don't know what their tour plans. I feel like they wanted to get a Seattle date because they're, they got a good following here and then build a tour around it. So I was like, hey, if, if not, we'll figure something out for February. Like, don't, don't think that's a no, but I, it just seems like it would be great timing because that's our CD release show and there's going to be a lot of attention on that. Be awesome. And he just wrote back, he's like, we are so in. Uh, I was wow. Like, yeah. I was like, is this really happening? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like when I found out about the bill, I just thought, you know, for everyone that was bummed that Migs Fest didn't happen mm-hmm. this year. This is it. Come, yeah. yeah. This here is you go. Be awesome. This yeah. is it. Yeah, here it is. And this you is Tyron Daly's birthday. Uh, and so oh, it's going to be. I didn't know that. Party. So maybe it's like Taron Fest this year. I don't know. Taron Fest. Man. So yeah, the last international, Bruiser Brody, Year of the Cobra, January 19th at the Crocodile. Tickets should go on sale very soon. It'll be, I think, 15 bucks in advance, 20 bucks at the door. So just keep checking uh, the Crocodile uh, website. And of course, we'll let you know once we know. But I feel like this show is going to sell out. So that's a nice uh, Saturday I think night. Oh, yep. man. It's yep. such Perfect. a great bill. And. There's so much enthusiasm for all the bands, and I'm really stoked about all yeah. that. Man. Um, it's, yeah, it's 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 just a great lineup. So yeah. here's a, a little bit of Everyone's Dead, our our title track. Just wanna get my kids 
Good listening to cool yeah. headphones. Yeah, man. you hear all the, all the stuff Brett did with uh, the mix and like you know centering various guitar parts here yep. and there and yeah, it's I, cool. It's so got like a cool like 
Yeah, in the headphones you could hear the, the, the just all the cool stuff that he did, and then you could also hear still like the rawness of stuff. Like you could, yeah. When, like for me, obviously, I'm paying attention to drums. Like you're paying attention to guitars. Like this, this is what we do. I think when you're a musician, you kind of zone in on what you're doing. Like how's oh, the performances? All right, this thing. And I'm hearing my foot keeping the tempo to the bass with the bass drum, but I'm not hitting the bass drum, but I'm just like, I'm like pressing on the pedal while yeah. it's still like, and you could hear that in the beginning. It's almost like a heartbeat. Yep. And it, on, on the car, I don't hear that. Yep. But in the headphones, the headphones, I'm just like, you can hear it. like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would imagine if you want to like spend a million hours in a studio nitpicking every little bit, but I'm like, you know, you would like, oh, let's mute that part out. But I really well, like the again, fact that it's there it's because it's so raw sounding. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the subtlety. And then, you know, it's one of those, all of that being like, major kudos to Brett. Yes. Brett's really into what he calls performances, mm -hmm. which he means I like to make records that sound like they were made by human beings. Yep. And so all that little subtle stuff, like that's the thing is it sounds huge. It sounds big. It sounds professional. It sounds produced, but it doesn't sound slick. Right. It doesn't sound like it was cut to a grid and polished and perfected and tweaked and auto-tuned. Yep. It's the five of us playing a song together mm -hmm. and that's the know, whole record that sums that's up the whole record it. yeah and that's really cool that's yeah. part of what makes it so cool yeah. yeah it's like when you hear it on the headphones you could hear that that rawness yeah yeah Good totally. absolutely yeah. yeah so maybe you should have pledged to it rev <laughs> oh wow knew that was coming by the way rev thanks for your pledge bro Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, these oh, guys man. over here. Yeah. Rev and I are going out for tacos after this. Clearly. Bye. Let's check out another voicemail. <laughs> hmm. All right. Hey, everybody. Oh, boy. It's your old buddy, Uncle Ricky. Wow, two weeks in a row now we got him. Oh, He's looks, back. Yeah. I'll hit it again for Uncle Ricky. Oh, God, I wait. Here we go. All right. <laughs> How do you know that you have a high sperm count? Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's getting right, a bleed. <laughs> Can you mute the mics or something? I kind of I couldn't hear the punchline over uh, the uh, Uncle Ricky voice. She has to chew <laughs> before. Yeah, before the bird shows up. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Big, big okay. League chew. Yeah, versus... you're in the big leagues. Yeah. You've yeah. got cancer of the mouth here in the big <laughs> leagues. When you're in the big league, too. Here, mimic this, kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe we should just call yeah, it a day. Yeah, that's a good call. Oh. We'll go to more voicemails at some point. Uh, did, someone did want to say, is it cool to go to Live Day solo? I'd love to go, but no one I know has time to go with the cash or the VIP tickets that I would want to do. Yes. Yeah. Come, man. Come and say hi and say that you came by yourself. And, and we're always out floating around in the crowd, and you're bumping to a thousand <laughs> other people that floating. you sort of know. You're yeah. going to be around a bunch of yeah, people who have a Similar vibe and it's so yeah you're gonna it's have a super easy, fun you're yeah. gonna have an easy time making new friends and then if all else fails hang out with us that's right yeah <laughs> we're having a good time that's right yes that's gonna be fun live day go to kisw.com that's not uh, next Tuesday but the Tuesday after yep. I think next Tuesday we might have our buddy Levi Lyon popping in nice. nice as always that guy's got some crazy stuff going on yeah. I think he's actually doing stuff with the JM Cafe and oh that's cool yeah. I don't love that place been Me around too. forever man yeah. you know that yeah. is a fun fact. Maybe I'll show it next time. That's the only place I've ever had sex in public. What? Oh in their bathroom. That's a lead right there. I thought you were going to say, like, right there on the bar. <laughs> uh, probably, you know what? There have been times right. where I feel like I would have been okay to All do right, that. All right, Steve. Yes. <laughs> All right. Until next time, have sex in bathrooms and stay positive and pledge to Glenn's Thank you, Kickstarter. Everybody. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.